What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Real Talk. And man, preseason is over. We're now getting into actual, real, meaningful football. The Raiders ended their preseason 2-1. and one, uh, Devastating, horrible, disgusting, saddening, sickening loss to the Niners, 34-10. Niners played all their starters for the first half. Uh, Raiders didn't even put their starters on the plane to come to the Bay Area. Uh, very lopsided game, obviously. It was a dress rehearsal for the Niners. I thought they looked really good. Um, you know, they ran some gimmicks with Jimmy G and Trey Lance switching in and out. Uh, not only in and out of series, but in and out of plays. Uh, interesting to see. You know, you don't see typically see that thing in the NFL. You see it in college. Uh, it worked well with Chris Leak and Tim Tebow. Um, but I, I doubt that Kyle Shanahan's going to use that a lot during the season. I could see him using it, obviously. It's it's a good wrinkle. It's a good way to throw defenses off. And I think that if you have the ability to do so, you can. <coughs> John Gruden. Um, but looking at this game, uh, what I want to do is I want to talk about some things that stood out to me. I want to talk about some players that stood out to me. Um, because while, yes, there weren't many starters out there, there were some guys that could start. Um, Gerald McCoy is one, and he's coming off a quad injury. He hasn't played in nearly two years, uh, and he looked good out there, uh, flying around, wearing that 61. He looked really good, and you could tell that he was a man amongst boys at times where he was just dominating the line of scrimmage. He was taking care of his gaps. He was everywhere he needed to be. He blew up a big play. Um, and so I'm going to be really excited to see what Gerald McCoy does on this team. I'm, I'm really excited about the addition to him. Was always a big fan of his when he was down in Tampa. Um, so I think that he is going to be a really good leader on this team. Seeing guys like Carl Joseph fly around. I love the way that Carl Joseph plays. I was always a big Carl Joseph fan when he left to go to Cleveland. I was a little sad. And it was it was Carl Joseph is one of those guys where he's not like this superstar, this all-world player, but he's a fan favorite. You know, fans like him because of the way that he plays. He's intense, he hits hard, he's a good tackler. He's where he needs to be if he's in the right system. And he he's come up and made some big plays. You know, his last play as a Raider, he saved the game for us against the Chargers in Oakland. And so I've always had a soft spot for Carl Joseph, and I'm, I'm really excited about him being back on the team. I hope that he makes the roster. I think that he is a good addition to this roster. Um, he fits in Gus Bradley's defense, playing that dime linebacker, that safety role. Uh, he's a guy that I want to see make it again, in the silver and black. Uh, Amik Robertson looks really good on the outside. Uh, vast improvement over last year. You know, coming in, uh, played really well yesterday. Uh, Damon Arnett had some good plays. I was excited to see him break up a couple passes, uh, be in the right coverage, be where he needed to be. Um, and so those guys all looked good, and those guys are all obviously guys that are going to make the roster. Uh, looking at the team, you know, we have to question some of the depth. Um you know, question some of the safety depth. I think Dallin Levitt has played his last down as a Raider. I think that Nevin Lawson may have played his last down as a Raider. Uh, Isaiah Johnson may possibly have played his last down as a Raider as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where the Raiders go when they cut down the 53-man roster. Um, offensively, you know, I think an odd man out could be Jalen Richard. Uh, you know, $3.5 million against the cap with a foot injury. 
Uh, Trey Regis had a pretty good preseason. Um, he showed out, especially in short yardage situations. Uh, I could see the Raiders going with him. I mean, it's a cheaper option. Uh, we have a receiving running back in Kenyon Drake. Josh Jacobs has been getting a lot of reps and catching balls in practice. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. One thing that kind of stood out to me was the Raiders didn't play a single starter or they didn't play many starters in preseason. Now, that either means that John is incredibly confident in his team or he is worried about injuries or he's just nuts. And all three things can be the same. They, they can all equal to being right. Um, but, you know, I think that you see some fans get frustrated. Oh, well, Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady were getting him work. Well, that's their coach's decision. You know, I, we can't look at what other teams do. We can't look at, well, Pat Mahomes did this. I don't care. Honestly, I really don't care. I don't care. It really doesn't matter to me. It, they talk about it being a dress rehearsal. The Raiders don't play a game for two weeks. So you're going to tell me that a, a game on Sunday, August 29th, is a dress rehearsal for a game on Sun, or on Monday, September 13th, two weeks later. Now, typically when you have a rehearsal or dress rehearsal, it's the night before or a couple days before, or things like we look at plays, we look at weddings, we look at all this stuff, right? The dress rehearsal is generally right before the game. We have a two-week break. We have a two-week gap. We have two weeks for the, for systems to be implemented. We have two weeks for the rosters to be trimmed down. We have two weeks before these guys get out there and, and practice what they're going to do against the Ravens. So I don't look at it as a dress rehearsal. I look at it as... Gruden's confident in his guys. He thinks that these guys can go. He wants to keep them fresh. Uh, it's a 17-game season. Uh, we're still in a COVID year. We have a lot of things that, you know, teams are battling, and he wants to keep his guys fresh. I'm fine with it. If the Raiders come out flat on Monday night, then, you know, that's, that's on them. But I don't think that they will. I don't think that they – I don't think that that's going to happen. Now, getting into it, getting into – you know, what this preseason looked like, things that, that excited me um, was the play, uh, the play of the defense besides yesterday, uh, besides the Niner game, the defense looked a lot better. The defense is faster. They're smarter. They're, they tackle better. They look like they know what they're doing. Um, they have seem to have a coach who has put them in a position to be successful. Offensively, things that I like to see was that John Gruden was taking chances. Now, hopefully this translates into the regular season. Uh, those fourth and ones on the goal line, uh, those red zone drives. I want to continue to see that. I want to continue to see them not leave four points off the board by going with a field goal. I want to see the Raiders be more aggressive and attack the red zone, attack the end zone. Defensively, I also like the play of the defensive line. I think the defensive line has gotten faster. They've gotten stronger. They're doing better. And we haven't even seen the starters yet. We haven't even seen Max Crosby. We haven't seen Yannick Ngakwe. We haven't seen Solomon Thomas. We haven't, we've seen a little bit of Gerald McCoy. Um, you know, so I'm excited to see what these guys can do and what these guys are going to bring to the team. Linebackers, um, there's still a question mark, you know, uh, Nick Morrow went down. He's going to be out for some time. Raiders bring in Denzel Perryman. Hopefully, he's ready to go. His hip is good, um, and he's he's good to go. If he's healthy, 
Denzel Perryman is a, a very good linebacker and will fit in Gus Bradley's defense very well since he knows it. Um, you know, but I think that at the same time, you know, the Raiders might have to look elsewhere, you know, for some added depth. And there's not a lot of guys out there, but there is one guy who I keep talking about. I talk about him every week, every time I get an opportunity to. If K.J. Wright is available, if K.J. Wright's price is right, no pun intended, well, maybe a little, then we could potentially look at adding K.J. Wright. But the price has to be right. The cap is way lower than what it was last year. It's going to be better next year, but those are things that you have to look at when you talk about bringing on players. It's Now, the cap is always manipulable. You can always manipulate the cap. I mean, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at the L.A. Rams. Teams that know how to manipulate the cap do well when they have cap manipulation. The Raiders, I don't know how good they are at manipulating the cap, but we'll see. Um, you know, and talking about cap and talking about money, Darren Waller's a guy that's going to need an extension, and Darren Waller's the top three tight end in the league, top two if you ain't if you're asking me. Uh, and you know, it's really close to being top one. And so, you know, Darren Waller is going to be looking at an extension. He's going to take up a considerable chunk of that cap, rightfully so. But as we get into the season, we're two weeks away. Two weeks away from that first Monday night game at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, under the lights, the bright lights of Vegas just shining through. Oh, man, I'm excited. It's going to be my first Raider game in Las Vegas. I'm going to be going out to the game. Um, I'm going to be doing a uh, pregame show Sunday night with my boy Raider Cody at the Sahara. Make sure you check him out over there. Um, but we're going to be having a lot of fun. I mean, I'm really excited about this. Excited to see Raider Nation out there. I'm excited to see Raider Nation get fired up back in the stadium, back in black, in the new home. A lot of people have never been there before. I was lucky to have gone for the Gold Cup. Uh, I've been to the stadium a couple times. It's beautiful. Um, and, you know, I know there's a lot of fans that – that still think, well, you know, wish it was in Oakland. I, I do too. I wish it was in Oakland. I wish I didn't have to get on a plane and get a hotel to stay at a Raider game. But you know what? It's better than nothing. It's better than being in San Antonio. I'll tell you that. At least you have something to do in Vegas. Um, but I'm really excited about this team. I think that this team has the ability to be a very good football team. I know that, you know, the analysts are saying six and 11, seven and 10. Nine and eight, eight and nine. I've seen so many numbers just floating around, so many different scenarios floating around. But one of the things that stands out to me is when the Raiders fly under the radar, they do really good. When the Raiders are the underdogs, they do really good. When the Raiders are unexpected, that's when you really start to pay attention to them because everybody's counting them out. Everybody's counting them out week one. They think that they're going to lose to the Ravens. Everybody's counting them out week two. They think that they're going to lose to the Steelers. You know, they have the Dolphins week three. And, oh, well, the Dolphins beat the Raiders last year. Well, guess what? Arden Key is not here anymore. Arden Key is gone. He's not going to get an almost sack. He's not going to face mask somebody. He's not. Oh, wait. By the way, speaking of almost sacks, what did he do in the Niner game yesterday? Because, oh, yeah, he had an almost sack. He, he posted all this stuff, got all crazy, posting a picture of Chucky, talking all his smack and he did nothing you know I don't typically advocate for people to to lose their jobs or to not have success but when somebody talks that much about a team that gives you an opportunity that gives you a chance that you know spends 
all this time, pours all this effort into you, and you just, you decide to shit on them. I got no respect for you. I'm sorry. You know, it's it's always the players that, that didn't have a ton of success, that can't take responsibility for their actions. Those are the ones that always seem to have an issue. You never see good players go, well, it wasn't the right fit. I wasn't happy. You know, I wanted to get out of there. Nobody ever says that. You never, except for maybe, you know, Amari Cooper, who is honestly, he's questionable for his ability. I think that his route running is fantastic. I think that his catching um, is subpar. I think that in the system that he's in, it works for him. Uh, More power to him. When we see him on Thanksgiving, it's another story. But what I want to do now is I want to do a quick season prediction. It's a quick prediction of how this season is going to play out. Uh, I'll make it quick, short, simple for you. The Raiders are going to win every single football game this year. They're going to sweep the playoffs and they're going to win the Super Bowl. Sorry, I've already looked into the future. I see how it's going to work. The Raiders are going to be the first perfect team to go 20-0 and in NFL history. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And I know that some people are going to take the soundbite and they're going to use it. And I hope you do. I really hope you do because it'll be fun. No, I, I think that this team is built for the playoffs. I think that this team is built to make a run. This team has to make a run. The Raiders are in year four with John Gruden. This is Derek Carr's eighth year. You know, the Raiders have made the playoffs one time in the past eight years. And, you know, we're hungry. Raider fans were hungry for the playoffs. I think the Raiders are hungry for the playoffs. Derek Carr is hungry for the playoffs. The year that he made the playoffs, he couldn't even play in the playoffs because he broke his leg on Christmas Eve and screwed the whole playoff chances. Had had the Raiders, and I'm going to go through hypotheticals and ifs and buts and cherry and nuts and all that shit right now, because had the Raiders won that final game, had they won the game in Denver, could have got a first-round buy. You get a first-round buy, that buys some time. Clark could have come back after that. You know, it's, you know, obviously difficult, but we've seen it happen. Um, but, you know, you see McLuhan get hurt in the Denver game. Connor Cook comes in in the Houston game, throws three picks, and the Raiders were just not equipped to beat the Houston Texans at that time. Um, going back, looking through that, it sucks but we have to move on. And when we the way we move on is we look at 2021, the 2021 football season. The Raiders last year had a top 10 offense. They had a bottom 32 defense. The Raiders this year should have, once again, a top 10 offense, have the ability to have a top five offense. And the defense, if this defense can get middle of the pack, I'm not asking for a top 10 defense. I'm looking at 15 to 22 create turnovers get to the quarterback make other teams make mistakes that's where this team is going to do well if the Raiders can do that the Raiders can make some noise in the playoffs the Raiders have shown that they can beat the Chiefs they can beat the Chargers they better beat the Broncos the Raiders can make some noise and they can make some noise in the playoffs if they get in but they have to get in and it starts week one. It starts against the Baltimore Ravens. It starts Monday night football. 
when the Raiders line up against the Ravens and they show why they're a better team. When you have a home stadium, when you have the home crowd, when you've got Raider Nation loud in the stands. You know, Derek Carr had said, we went 2-6 and six in this building last year because y'all weren't here. Some fans took it the wrong way. Some fans took it as, we lost six games at home because you guys weren't here. That isn't what he said. That isn't the context of what he said. And fans know it. They just want to make bullshit remarks about it. What it really comes down to is home field advantage matters. Home field advantage is a huge advantage. Look at Kansas City. Look at Seattle. Look at Philadelphia. Look at Green Bay. Those are teams that have very good success at home because their fans are crazy. Buffalo is another one. When you get those loud stadiums, when you get those loud home games, it changes the game because now you have a 12th man on the field. That's why Seattle is called the 12th man. Raider Nation comes out and they come out in full force. And Allegiant Stadium is a stadium where you can be loud, it amplifies, and it's going to cause havoc if Raider Nation is wild. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited that fans are allowed back in the stadium. I'm excited that fans are going to be able to be there when the Raiders take on the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. I'm excited about that. Now, I know that we're going to be without some fans. There's a mandatory vaccination policy. Um, some people like it. Some people don't. I personally, I like it. It allows me to go into the game. I don't have to wear a mask. I know that everybody around me is vaccinated. I know that everybody is, you know, taking their precautions. I feel more safe. Can you still get COVID? Of course you can, but that's not what this podcast is about. I'm not going to sit here and talk about the semantics of vaccinations, vaccination policies, and, and who can get what. And that, that, that's not what this is about. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm never claiming to be a medical doctor, and I'm not here to tell you what to do or what not to do. But I am telling you that I'm happy about it. If people don't want to go to the game because of it, so be it. That's fine. If people want to go to the game because of it, great. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be rocking there. It's going to be rocking in Vegas. It's going to be rocking at the stadium. It's going to be rocking at Sahara the night before. We're going to have a lot of fun out there. Now, Raider Nation, I, I, I get into some of the things that, that excite me. And before I get into the last part of it, I want to take a quick break, um, pay some bills, and uh, we'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Okay, so now that I'm back, I want to take a quick break for you guys. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Do me a quick favor. Hit that five star. Leave me a review. Just a few words, short, sweet, to the point. If you love this podcast, let me know because that's how I know that I'm putting out good content for you guys. I don't know otherwise. If you're not following me on Twitter, check me out. At Kenny King underscore junior. I put a lot of fun stuff, a lot of thought-provoking stuff. Also make a lot of jokes. Um, But what I want to talk to you guys about, what I want to get into, is to set some of my season expectations on on what I'm going to be doing with this podcast. This year, we're going to have fun. You know, last year we had just gotten started. I started this podcast middle of the season last year. Uh, Started it out kind of... Uh, with a different intention of where it actually went. Um, you know, remember, you know, day ones, you guys remember, this was called the Training Table Podcast, and I was going to talk about D-lineman shit and, and only D-lineman shit, and uh, that pivoted really quickly. Uh, had the ability to bring in some really great guests, um, have some great talent come on the show, uh, some great conversations, some thought-provoking conversations, um, and it has evolved into what we have today. We don't just talk Raiders football. We talk about everything that's going on around the league. We talk about pop culture. We talk about music. We talk about food. We're going to talk about all that, and that's what I'm going to continue to do this year. This season, I'm going to continue to talk about Raiders football. I'm going to continue to talk about What is going on around the league? I'm going to talk about the things that matter. And on top of that, I'm going to still give you guys that fire content. So I'm going to incorporate some of the stuff that I did on my YouTubes last year. Um, I know that, you know, the YouTube fans, uh, I hate y'alls are going to be back and they're going to be better than ever. The podcast will be available on YouTube. It'll be available on every platform that you can listen to. I'm going to be putting stuff out there for you guys. So and I'm going to keep you guys with the heat. So make sure you're setting notifications for it. Speaking of music, and this is how I'm going to end it. My favorite artist of all time. Not my favorite rapper. My favorite artist of all time. Kanye West dropped Donda. Finally. And he said that it was released without his permission by Universal. Uh, Universal is also the same company that has Drake. And the rumor was that Drake and Kanye were supposed to go head-to-head with Certified Loverboy and Donda on September 3rd. Uh, Donda was released yesterday, September 20, or August 29th. Uh, and, man, I've listened to it three and a half times. And it just gets better every single time. Now, I know some people say, oh, I, I want the old Kanye. Like Jay-Z said, if you want my old shit, buy my old albums. Because music evolves. Artists evolve. The best ones do. If Tupac was alive today, Tupac would have evolved. If Biggie was alive today, Biggie would have evolved. Styles change. Styles fit what the times are. And the best artists are continuously making changes they're continuously evolving they're continuously pushing the envelope and Kanye does a great job of that I'm excited Uh, I thought that this album was great it's a great homage to his mom Uh, the watch parties were insane Um, 
the I mean the amount of money that he has made off of these is just ridiculous the guy is a marketing genius and you can say whatever you want about him uh, he's crazy whatnot the guy is a marketing and musical genius um, and that's all I'm gonna say and the reason why I talk about that is because not only is it pop culture but it talks about what's going around around football because he did the watch parties in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and he did the other watch party in Chicago at Soldier Field you see how I tied that back that's how I do things Raider Nation, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that five star. Leave me a nice review, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.